Memphis, Tennessee, it's Memphis Ford Live. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. What it do? Happy Thanksgiving. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah, down the hall from non-stop hip-hop here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to MSL. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. Thanks for taking some time out from your Walmart fight to join us on the radio this Saturday morning. It was crazy. I got a video to show you, by the way, from my Walmart experience. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you were there fighting at Walmart. He is such a woman. He just doesn't even realize it. Man, this is bad. I wasn't fighting. I saw some fights break out. The, did you get video of fights? And if so, why are you not on these? Uh, why are you not on the HuffingtonPost.com? I don't have a video of a fight. Oh. I have a video of melee, though. Okay, CJ, if you're gonna go to Walmart on Black Friday and there's a fight that actually does occur at your Walmart, you gotta record it. Well, you're you're Just right, but ready. I'm so focused on trying to get my items. You you were <laughs> you were jumping over people, weren't you? Belly flopping. I was suplexing people. Then I hit them with the people's elbow. Oh man, I tell you, oh, I I mean, humanity's probably been pretty bad for this whole uh, Black Friday stuff for many years. But now that everybody's got a video camera on their phone, like it can be documented how nuts this is on the Black Friday stuff. If you have not seen any of these Black Friday videos. CJ, get some of those tweeted out. What do you have? What is your? You said you had something to show us, but it's it's just the chaos of the crowd. I saw that you were there. You were at Walmart like Thanksgiving night at seven o'clock. That's when the sales started. Nobody, I guess, I didn't pay attention to the commercials, but they started at six Thanksgiving day. Right. And so I'm used to you know eating, napping, then getting up at like three in the morning and going. Right. Yeah. They moved it up. There's the war on while everybody was fighting the war on Christmas, you know, and they're trying to stop the war on Christmas. Because people like to say happy holidays. All of a sudden, what snuck up was the war on Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving got taken over by Black Friday. It's ridiculous. Like, I couldn't eat, let my food digest good. Because I ate and was like, wait, we got to get to Walmart. And they still ran out of the TVs that I wanted. <laughs> Jerks. Wait, so wh- when you arrived, at what time did you arrive at Walmart? I arrived at Walmart at approximately 4.30. At 4.30 p.m. 4.30 so p.m. you went there. Went straight there. 4.30 p.m. On, on, on Thanksgiving. And then, and then what happened? So the way Walmart works for people who don't know is they actually give you bracelets or tickets for the stuff that you want when the items go on sale. Everything doesn't go on sale at the same time. So PlayStation 3s and Xboxes went on sale at like 6, and then the 50-inch TVs go on sale at 8. That's what you went for? I went for the 50-inch TV. I get there at 4.30. By the time I get there, the line has wrapped around the entire store. Now, you were back home in Nashville for this. I was in Jackson, Tennessee. Jackson, Tennessee. Yes. So, line is wrapped around the store. I'm thinking, cool. Bigger demand because, I mean, Jackson, uh, which we do pick up up there in Jackson. Shout out to those folks in Jackson. But the the one, I mean, they have like one massive uh, Walmart that everybody would probably come to because they probably don't have many Walmarts in Jackson. They probably have one or two, right? I would two. Think. There's two of them. So your your choices are limited. Right. And you're bringing people from all the outskirts of Tennessee, people who live in between you know, Memphis and Jackson, people who live between Jackson and Nashville. They're bringing on tons of folks to go to this Jackson Walmart, I'm assuming. Right, right. And so I get there at 4.30. I'm in line. And I saw the commercial. We've all who, seen the commercial. How do you get your tickets? They start passing them out at like 7.15, 7.30. So I get there, and I saw the commercial. If you're here an hour in advance, you're going to get your item. Cool. I'm there three hours, two and a half hours in advance because the TVs don't go on sale till eight. At about 5:45, Walmart employee comes up and says, "Hey, we only have 50 TVs, and that number was way up there, so it's no point of you even standing in this line anymore." So what did you do? I, you know, I fussed. You started at it. pushing and shoving your way to the front of the line, right? I, no, my mom did. I told <laughs> your my mom. mom did? I I go as sort of the bodyguard for my mom because my mom gets crazy and my mom will throw them bowls when we get in the crowd mm-hmm. and I just kind of go sort of like a fullback and move the first person out the way and my mom hits the hole and takes off full speed downhill your mom doesn't have like a better son to bodyguard you bodyguard her <laughs> unfortunately not I don't think it gets much better than six feet 220 pounds Johnny I this is the question I wonder I mean I watch this stuff on Black Friday and I my goodness, these these videos that people uh, recorded on their phone, there was some chaos at these Walmarts. And 
um, I mean, you're just watching him, and you're wondering, like, what is worse? Going? I mean, would you rather, CJ, go? I mean, obviously, I think I know your answer to this. Maybe I can uh, propose this question to Johnny. But would you rather go to Walmart on Black Friday, or would you rather step into the hell in the cell against the Undertaker? Which one is safer? The hell in the cell with Undertaker is definitely safer. <laughs> definitely. And you know what? Story doesn't end there because after that debacle. We leave that like 545 and go to Target and stand in a line outside in the cold because they have 50-inch TVs. And that uh-huh. line ended up wrapping all the way around and to the back of the building, if you can picture that. And guess who got a TV? You got one? No. Oh. <laughs> outside in the cold for two hours, no TV. All right. Well, thanks for uh, for making us a part of your Thanksgiving weekend today. Uh, unlike Marcus Hunter, who we have no idea where he's at. He's probably in a fight at Walmart right now? I, I don't think he made it out. I don't think he made it out. This is sad. But this is, there's been, like, there was, I tweeted this out. I know why they call it Black Friday now. <laughs> Only black people go and do this ridiculous crap because I was sitting <laughs> I at home watching know. TV. I don't know about that. There's, there's, I've seen the videos. It is a interesting group of folks that go out. But it's definitely black, white, Hispanic, you name it. Uh, the, the cross-sections of, of America. But but not, not Hold me. Hold on, from this show, who was there? Marcus and CJ. What do you mean? You know, I don't think That's it's... a scientific poll, buddy. I don't, I don't think that is a scientific poll. I don't think it's a black-white thing. I, I really don't. Uh, one thing that's definitely not a black-white uh, thing is, is, is football. And we got a lot of football to talk about uh, today. Rivalry weekend in our favorite sport. There's really everybody's like, this is the last full weekend, and I'm like, no, I, I, no, no, it's not. Next weekend, you've got all the championship games going on, and you've got the American, you got the American Athletic Conference slate. Everybody in the American Athletic Conference, including your Memphis Tigers, will be suiting up next Saturday. So we've got uh, big games next week. So we've got really one more awesome college football Saturday, if you think about it, because this weekend is so spread out with games on Thursdays, with game on, with, the, with a game on Friday, that uh, the really next week is going to be just as good, probably. But today's going to be awesome. We've got Ohio State-Michigan um, on the TV for some reason. Uh, the Memphis Tigers going on uh, right now at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. If you want to go to that game, feel free to call 360-8255. We'll give you a pair of tickets if you want to swing out to Memphis versus Temple today. We've got extra tickets sitting up here. All you got to do is call us. Swing by Mount Moriah. I don't care if you you hike up Mount Moriah or if you drive up Mount Moriah. Uh, However you get to the top, you can come get the tickets. You'd have to get the tickets here and you can go to Liberty Bowl. But that game is underway. Uh, right now, uh, but on today's show, because it's rivalry weekend in college, in, in college football, right? Big weekend, big weekend. Coming up on Thursday, though, is the big rivalry in the NBA between your Grizzlies and the Clippers. Grizzlies Clippers at Federal Express Forum. Grizzlies now uh, have won five straight against the Clips. So, in, in celebration of a rivalry weekend in college football and that game's arrival this week. Coming up at noon, we're not going to play hang up and listen, but we are going to take your phone call. We've got extra tickets. Well, I, w- I was just making sure everybody knew we had extra tickets. We do have extra tickets. Uh, <laughs> we will, we're will. we not going to play hang up and listen, but we will take your phone calls today at noon because we're going to do uh, Smack Talk Clipper Daryl at noon today. Clipper Daryl, the super fan of the Los Angeles Clippers, is going to call in today at noon. And he's going to take your phone call. So you can say whatever you want to Clipper Daryl. You can go back and forth with Clipper Daryl. He'll be on the phone live from Los Angeles uh, in advance of this game on Thursday. The big NBA rivalry of the Grizzlies and the Clippers. We're going to play Smack Talk Clipper Daryl the first time ever. Is that a good name? I, that's the name we've settled on, Smack Talk Clipper Daryl. We can't. We, should we call it click, Kick Clipper Daryl in the face? Should we call it uh, Whoop That Clip? I love Whoop Darryl? That Clip. Wh- whoop That Clipper Daryl. <laughs> Should it be whoop that clipper, Daryl. Just that whoop cl- that clip. All right, but anyway, call it what you will. You you can call in and smack talk 
uh, super fan Clipper Daryl. That's at noon today instead of hanging up and listening at 1230. We'll still give you some chance to win some prizes uh, uh, during uh, Smack Talk Clipper Daryl. We'll give you a first call that we'll get some ease. We'll, we'll figure out that stuff. But at 1230 in studio, Greg Akers will join us. He joins us the last Saturday of every month. We're going to talk about holiday movies. It's holiday movie season, so he's going to come in and tell us what we need to see at the movie house. Uh, it's the holiday. You know, it gets colder and colder outside. And you have to spend more and more time with the family. And the best thing to do is just go watch a movie with them. And he'll tell us what we need to watch over the holidays. We'll have some some you know leisure time to do that, and he will update us that at twelve thirty. But we start every week with the starting five. But let's do that now. All right, these are the five most interesting and important sports stories for the sports fan in the mid south. This is the starting five. Where is Marcus Hunter? Do we have any idea? Um, am I supposed to be looking for him? Uh, don't don't lock the doors. Lock him out. All right, here we go. Number one story this week uh, in uh, the starting five. The old Spice Classic at the Magic Kingdom. How about them Tigers? Woo! Johnny, I know you were watching this game yesterday. And then the nerves of the city during the first half. The first half was akin... The city was freaking out, and everybody's like, "Pastor can't coach again." All oh, this, this is the here we go again. This is the, they're playing a team that the Sienna, I think, ended up getting blown out in their other game yesterday. But at halftime, I was thinking about quitting my job. Quitting your job? I'm dead serious. I was like, man, I'm not going back to work on Monday. You people gotta were, be crazy. People were like, where can I get a good deal on a panic button on this Black Friday? And they were they were just just lining up trying to figure out like who's got the panic buttons on sale and then checking the the Kmart ad and the Target ad and nobody's got panic buttons on sale. But woo, how about that second half there, Austin Nichols? Most valuable player right now for this Tiger basketball team. Uh, this guy can can do everything. Him and uh, Shaq stepping up. Because all the preseason hype, all the hype that we've got from this team is the senior guards, the senior guards, they're the best in the country. All of this yada, yada, yada. But the reason the Tigers have been winning the games they've been winning is because of Austin Nichols and Shaq. And we'll see... It came, what, it was like maybe four or five minutes left in the game, and the Tigers started turning it on, and instead of collapsing, they played uh, some Austin. Inspired basketball. In, inspired basketball in the last few minutes, Austin Nichols being the star. Do you, do you think, though, the question you got to, did they figure it out now in time for the big rematch on Sunday night? Well, we did see a little bit of a little chink in Oklahoma State's armor yesterday. You saw how they... Every time Marcus Smart touched that basketball, what Butler do? They doubled him. They got the ball out of his hand. And at the very end, a couple times, they forced him to make turnovers, some bad shots. He is still a human being. Has he been the best right. player in college basketball? Without a question. But, man, you got to get the ball out of his hands because he proved that right now he looks like a one-man wrecking crew. And if you can slow him down, you have a chance. Butler showed us the blueprint. No, absolutely. And that's it's kind of the obvious blueprint, too. Maybe the Oklahoma State game, the thing, did that happen too soon? I mean, not that this game is, what, we're, we're nine days uh, since the, la- the last time they played, but that game so early in the season that you have to figure out, and I think people maybe have figured out, that Oklahoma State is a one-man show. And in college basketball... Nash is good. Don't get me wrong, but Nash and, and Marcus Smart aren't even in the same conversation of, like, talent. They're just not. Nash is a good college player. Smart is going to be a great NBA right. player. But you look at these teams, and these teams can be dangerous when you've got a college basketball team with one awesome player. Uh, but, you, oh, you've got a supporting cast. Don't get me wrong. But you go back to, like, Syracuse, Carmelo Anthony. They won it all. It was all Melo's team, but he also had Akeem Warwick on there. You had another good... Uh, quality player on your team. Quality. Uh, right. right. NBA quality uh, player on your team. But if you were able to stop Carmelo, you could have won some games. And at the end, and in that tournament, nobody was able to stop Carmelo Anthony. So it, it seems it's an obvious strategy. Go in, you try to stop uh, Marcus Smart. See what you can do. Shut him down, and you have a chance to win. I think that's smart. Double team him every chance you get. Tigers are good at defense when they want to when they want to play. And now, in Marcus Smart, before the season started, everybody said, "Well, you know, he just drives to the basketball. He's not a great three point shooter." Well, at the beginning of the year, everybody was backing off of him and letting him shoot the three, and he was knocking him down. Great. Yesterday, he was one for five. And what happened? They contested all of his shots, and it's a lot harder when you got a hand in your face and when you're just you know just sitting there chilling. All right, they're off day today for the Tigers and uh, the Cowboys. So maybe you know they'll be they're down there in Orlando. 
Maybe they'll go check out, you know, ride Space Mountain. You think Space Mountain? That's the uh, is that the ride still? Uh, it's just it's no. Like aren't and they're like I don't know tiny what the people. ride is anymore. What is the theme ride at Orlando? I think you That's go to, you go to today. Universal Studios has got some good rides in Orlando, Florida. Disney World still got some good rides, I would think. Uh, they've got a bunch of different mountains like Space Mountain and Splash Mountain. You don't want to ride Splash Mountain in this weather. I love them all. <laughs> CJ loves them all. But okay, so to, to the question, we figured out the plan. You shut down Marcus Smart. Easier said than done. But you know, if you can shut him down, and if he has a bad game, it's a Sunday afternoon. He's been playing multiple games. It's Thanksgiving. You're dealing with the holiday. You're dealing with the distractions of the Magic Kingdom. They could pull it off. The question is, how much closer do they get than 21 points? Well, I think they have a chance to win. But the one thing they're going to have to do is, we saw Shaq Goodwin. Austin Nichols, two big guys that played very good basketball yesterday. You, everybody talks about the Tiger guards being in the year. Go through the big boys. Do you know that Oklahoma State does not have a player over six six on their roster? I so go down that. low, right. pound it, and that's per- take the air out of the basketball. Exactly, and it's perfect time to realize that your bigs are your best players, and it seems to be working. That's the best part of the Tiger offense right now is your Austin Nichols and Shaq, and if you can use that. Definitely against the Cowboys on Sunday night. By the way, shout out David Pelham, who made his first start of the year as a Tiger. There you go. Shout out. So 21 points. What are we going to go with? Let's go around. How many points are the Tigers going to lose by Sunday night? Only though? Are you by picking a win? four. You think only by four? CJ, what are you, 21 points was the last game. 13. 13 points. Danny's I think that's a loser. It. It's a close game. And then Memphis has to foul down the stretch. It's like a seven, eight point game, and then Memphis has to foul. Oklahoma State hits free throw. All right, I'm going to say Tigers lose by 22. No. <laughs> Man, come on. I'm going to go over there and knock that mustache off your face. All right, we'll keep moving. Number two in the starting five. Uh, this is the big story Egg Bowl the other day. How about this? Now it's official. 13 of the last 15 Egg Bowls uh, have been won by the home team. So only two of the past 15 the, the visitor has taken. Um,. That's pretty impressive. So I mean, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be gambling on the Egg Bowl in the future, that stat means a lot. Playing at home, especially if it's on Thanksgiving, um, and uh, and uh, and one team is wearing Florida State's uniforms. Like, what's the stat on that? How many? If one team's wearing Florida State uniforms, they usually win the Egg Bowl, right? That's a new stat. Are you talking about those chrome helmets? I'm talking that? about Mississippi State. Looked like I was watching at my parents' house on a standard def TV. It looked like it was Florida State versus. Uh, the yeah, there, they did have a little Seminole with the uh, pants and the shirts, but that, those chrome helmets I thought were pretty tight. I liked them. Don't get me wrong. I like those uniforms, and uh, I'm assuming they're going to wear them again next year. Um, but can, they can't because they're just going to switch back, and you have to wear home whites versus road. They can wear them again in two years, I guess, when it comes back to Starkville for the Egg Bowl. But a uh, big, exciting Egg Bowl, right? Is this not? This is definitely Ole Miss. You got. I'm telling you, we've been saying it all year long. They have had the best games to watch this entire season of like any team. You got uh, maybe you can put LSU in there now after yesterday's game uh, with with Arkansas. But Ole Miss, every game has been exciting. Every game has been exciting to watch, except that Missouri game. That Missouri game was your one that was not. And, and the Alabama game. Alabama game was a, it was a little all right. Hey, they show clips of that on 60 Minutes. Oh great, that's good. <laughs> How exciting is it for the Liberty Bowl now? Don't they don't they get Mississippi State? Uh, who knows who they're gonna get? Because you're looking at the bottom now. Does it throw Ole Miss in, in into the equation? You got Vandy or Mississippi State? I would start. I would say I would be shocked if it's not one of those two, right? It's gonna be Vandy or Mississippi State. I I would think. But who knows what happens with Georgia today against Georgia Tech? Georgia could uh, slip into the Liberty Bowl. You've got. Uh, Tennessee, we know, will not be playing at the Liberty Bowl. And who knows with the Ole Miss and what happens in the Iron Bowl could help decide uh, the Liberty Bowl because if for somehow the SEC does not get in a national championship game, you're looking at the Liberty Bowl getting the eighth best team. If if Alabama is in the national championship, they get the ninth best team in the SEC because Alabama will be going to the BCS championship. Still hard to figure out who's in the Liberty Bowl, but I think here's what the positive is of this, CJ. And the win of Mississippi State is exciting for the, the officials over at the Liberty Bowl. It's exciting for the local restaurants in Cooper Young and in downtown Memphis because you're going to get a team that's going to draw. I think that was guaranteed. Or you're going to get a, a team that people are going to come and travel for. You're either going to get Vanderbilt, you're going to get Mississippi State, you're going to get somebody good at the Liberty Bowl this year after not having anybody good last year, which ended up being a good game last year, 
But you're getting an SEC team this year, and you're going to get one that people in the area care about. Uh, so that is exciting. From the Egg Bowl to Liberty Bowl conversation there. You're 100% right. It's, it should either be Mississippi State or Bandy or, or Ole Miss. Or Ole Miss. Well, uh, it's going to be tricky on who invites who and, and who's trying to, you know, and who played recently. Ole Miss has not played at the at the Liberty Bowl. Uh, so, and, you know, in this modern era of the uh, SEC connection. So, they could be at Bandy, Mississippi State. Both have played in the past four or five years. So, um, I guess they depends. make them less attractive to the officials. You know, you want to try, you always want to try to bring in somebody fresher and, and less attractive to the teams as well. I guess it depends on where the Liberty Bowl picks at because don't they alternate picks with eight. the Texas Bowl? They're, They're at eight. eight. They're so. at eight. Nine, though, with the national championship team going somewhere else, so they don't lock them down really to nine. Right, right. Hey, what what more could you want as a Liberty Bowl official? Oh, and Liberty Ole Miss. Bowl. Liberty Bowl is looking great. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. We're going to keep on moving. we got to keep moving. Number three in the starting five. Tonight's the night. All right, so the fine in the NBA is $50,000 if you throw a Coke on to the floor. How much is a fine if you throw a Pepsi on the floor? We're going to find out tonight at the Grindhouse because Jason Kidd and his Nets are in town, and you can't buy a Coke at, at Federal Express form. Will the fine be more for Jason Kidd throwing a Pepsi on the floor than it was for him throwing a Coke on the floor? That's the big storyline going into tonight and the fact that Holy mackerel, Jason Kidd's going to get fired before the uh, All-Star break. Man, I sure hope not because he is fun He's to watch. He's awesome. That is the highlight uh, of the week in the NBA. And how Hit me. Pro- Hit me. <laughs> uh, if you have not seen that, CJ will get that tweeted out from at Memphis Sport. But Jason... Uh oh! Here we go. We're doing a reenactment. Uh, we need to. We need to, We'll film a reenactment of it and put it on Instagram for everybody uh, a little bit later. We're gonna do a reenactment. You know what though? Oh, uh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I'm just glad I thought before I spoke. I'm glad you did too. The Grizzlies are starting uh, game one of six straight games at home, which includes that Thursday night game against the Clippers, which we will talk about more at noon with, with Clipper Daryl on this pro- program on this rivalry weekend. But um, the Pepsi spill tonight, is he gonna, you think maybe he'll switch to Mountain Dew? Because if you're, if you're at a Coke building, you can't drink Mountain Dew. So maybe, maybe he'll switch it up. Maybe, maybe we get a little RC Cola action. What, he's, what is he going to sneak it in? Of course, he's got pockets. The, the man cheated blatantly on TV. You think he's above sneaking in his own beverages? I, <laughs> I don't think we're going to. I don't think we'll see that again. But I think it's awesome that just days after Spillgate, we've got uh, Jason Kidd coming into the Grindhouse with uh, Pepsi products everywhere. You going to the game tonight? Uh, perhaps, yeah. It's, it's uh, you're not. You're not I don't know if I'm going to be... Spillgate has got me so interested in this game. The Grizzlies should win because the Nets are lousy, right? And and you've got Jason Kidd on the sidelines. We're, CJ, you're going to be up there, right? Are you going to go? Are you going to be up there? We need somebody there watching the cup. I'll be sure to get down there real close and keep a good eye on Jason Kidd and his drinking habits. Oh, man. Uh, that was that was awesome. We're getting that. Uh, we're going to do a reenactment video of the Spillgate in a moment. But Spillgate comes... To the grindhouse tonight. I uh, can't wait. Number four to starting five right now. Memphis is playing Temple. Do we have a score on that? Does anybody know what's going on? I don't know. I do know Michigan is up seven on Ohio State because that game. You're right. You know team. Michigan is up seven to zero on Ohio State. Do we? Do we have score? We don't have scores. Do we? we? Don't have any. We don't. We have a full scoreboard update at noon. We're gonna keep watch up of any upsets that may be happening um, right now in the college football universe. I'm trying to pull up the score. Memphis versus Temple right now. But the big thing uh, going on in college football again this past couple days it's been some good football was south florida versus ucf the war on i4 is what they call it the i4 corridor clash if you look this up uh cj you've got two choices for this rivalry i know you love rivalry nicknames ucf versus uh, usf is either the war on i4 or the i4 corridor clash i like the i4 corridor clash I love it. I love that one. It's got rhyme and alliteration in it. These are the two nicknames that this rivalry goes by. Why they have not settled on one, I don't know. But I-4 Corridor Clash, I-4, which of course connects Tampa and Orlando down there in Florida, which connects USF and UCF. Man, they so UCF wins again last night, narrowly beating another team. They But they nearly beat every team, I think. 
The people who are criticizing, them, oh, they barely beat Memphis, they barely beat Temple, they barely uh, beat USF, and now they're going to be going to a BCS bowl game. And They barely lost to South Carolina. Right, they barely lost to South Carolina. That's what you lost to South Carolina, but they barely lost, only by three points. Only by three. Yeah. And they beat Penn State at Penn State. Yeah, I think this... What is impressive about beating Penn State at Penn State? It's not such nothing a anymore. Big Ten homer. It Whatever. makes me want to puke. Whatever. It's not. It's not impressive anymore. I mean, unfortunately, it's not. The Penn State's still running on their old school pre-scandal brand. Some people think the Penn State's still worth a darn, but they're not. They're not getting the recruits. They're not as good as they used to be. It's going to be some down years. It's going to keep getting worse uh, at Penn can State. I, can I just do this for CJ? This is who Penn State beat this year. Okay, they beat Kent State, Eastern Michigan, Syracuse. Illinois and Purdue. Oh my God! <laughs> a win's a win. A win's a win. All right. Uh, right now we have Florida State. Florida, of course, today, which is the big. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the final spot of the final five, uh, starting five, which is number five, which is all the other games of regional interest, which include Florida State versus Florida. And and did they ever settle on a spread for this game? Because I know there was never a line. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight is what they ended up doing. Um. Florida State only up three and getting to the end of the first first quarter on that one. Ohio State, Michigan's tied up now 7-7. Michigan State, Minnesota going on. Duke, North Carolina's tied up 7-7. Kansas State, Kansas going on this morning. Uh, Memphis losing to Temple 3-0 in the first in the frigid Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. Why are we talking about Duke, North Carolina basketball in the middle of this football segment? That is a football game. Oh, really? Yeah. It's rivalry weekend. It is. It is. Okay. Go figure. Duke, Duke, uh, Duke is twenty four in the nation. Duke is going to be Duke, who the Tigers lost to CJ earlier this year. We had no idea at the beginning of the season, but Duke is going to be playing Florida State next week in the championship. If they beat North if they, Carolina, if they beat today, North Carolina, big if. You think they're going to blow it? But it's going to be Duke I think versus. It would be just like Duke football to blow it. But it's also very. It, it, it says it says a lot about the other conferences. And CJ, I know you're one of the. Uh, trying to slap the realism into us SEC homers on the on this show. But it says a lot about the other conferences, and it says a lot about Florida State's conference when they are going to play Duke in their championship game next Saturday. Because Duke can't be good at football. They barely beat Memphis. Memphis was doing well in that game against Duke now. They bar- they beat Memphis. What's, what's up with this barely beat? If that's the case... Auburn barely beat a good Georgia team. Not a good Georgia team. A Georgia team that was injured Ooh, every, and is bad. Every SEC Therefore, team is good. Auburn is not that good it's either. It's tough to win. Uh, speaking of Auburn, that's the big game of the day today. Uh, Auburn versus Alabama. If Auburn wins... See, this is the whole reason I don't think I can make it to the Grizzlies game. Because that Alabama-Auburn game, I'm going to be watching that so intently and with so many beers. Right. And I'm, it, I'm and it could to... change... Uh, it it could it could change this the the landscape of 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 how the national championship is going to play out and and should it or should it not and this is possibly the topic if Auburn wins today that will be talked about uh, not possibly it will be the topic that will be talked about uh, constantly um, for for the next week and is that is does Auburn deserve to be in the national championship if they can upset Alabama today go on and beat Missouri in the national championship uh, they'll have one loss but their one loss will be a much better loss. Uh, than any of the wins that you get from Florida State or Ohio State. For say Ohio State, uh, Florida State has a win against Clemson, but they haven't beaten anybody. And uh, they just what? beat Florida State. They have no. They've beaten Clemson, but then they've beaten the devil out of everybody else. They've been more impressive, but their schedule is just as good as Ohio State outside of Clemson. So it's you think a, a one-loss SEC school should be in over? Uh, undefeated team from a BCS conference. I, I over Florida State. Ohio. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm gonna just smack CJ really quickly. Ohio State number one hadn't beaten a team that's finished in the top 25 in two right. years. Period. Period. You want to say, oh, we beat Northwestern? They were ranked tenth at the time. They lost what six games in a row. They suck. If if Auburn does beat Alabama today, they're the number one team in the BCS. Then they would go on to next week play if it's Missouri. If they win today. I would say probably the fourth team in the BCS, so they would beat number one in the BCS and then the fourth best team in the country in back-to-back weeks. So, uh, hell yeah, I think they should be in the well, national they, championship. Well, they, beat, well, they beat so far. Who? Who well, are you talking about? Who has Auburn beat so far? Who has Alabama beat so far? 
Um, are you joking? <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, you don't Ole remember Miss Georgia? 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 You don't Georgia's remember Texas A&M? Ole Miss? Ole Miss Mississippi Ole Miss State? Good. Mississippi State isn't good. What are you talking about? Okay. All right, CJ. You got you have you have nothing but you you're saying you're naming good. He's naming good teams, and you're saying they're not. He's good. delusional. He's, all right, that does it for the starting five uh, for this week. We'll continue to talk about this. Keep you abreast of all the big games going on today on this rivalry Saturday. Um, but before we go to break, let me tell you how you can get in touch with the program. Coming up at noon today, instead of hanging up and listening, we're playing Whoop That Clip. Talk smack to Clipper Dare. We'll play that at noon. We can get your phone calls in at 360-8255. Uh, but before then, if you want to get your text in, you can text us at 67129. That's 67129. You got to text 56. Join first if you've never texted here at Sports 56 before. That's 67129. Uh, you can tweet us at Memphis Sport. Um, you can uh, follow my personal page. I'm at Cerrito. Uh, CJ's got a new page. You're Conrad, you're at what? Conradicalness. Conradicalness. Now, we, should I, we call you Conrad now? We're calling you Conrad. Conrad Hurtlocker um, on the other side of the glass along with Johnny Radio, who's at Johnny underscore uh, Radio. And you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Cerrito, and Johnny's at Johnny underscore Radio. CJ, are you at Conradicalness, or are you at your old one still on Instagram? I do believe it's Conradicalness. It is Conradicalness on Instagram. We're going to get an Instagram video. We're going to reenact a little bit later on Spillgate. Uh, we'll do a Red Bull version. <laughs> We also, I did see Black Friday. That video that CJ took is insane. What, have you posted this video? No, not yet. And it's and it's a tame version of what happened. Thankfully, nobody got injured in this one. But some of the scrums I've seen is like going for a fumble at the bottom of a football path. Oh, we made it to get that up at MemphisSport.com then. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook as well. Search uh, Memphis Sport on Facebook. All right, we take a break. We'll come back. You are listening to MSL on this Thanksgiving Saturday on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Sports time with George Lopetis. Now weekdays at 10. Only on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of many Mid-Southerners who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around weekday nights flipping channels on your TV while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just invite your friends to be on your team every week at Trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's an entertainment experience with weekly theme nights that will test your knowledge on a wide range of topics. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls Kevin Cerrito a, quote, Trivia Master. For more information on where to play, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit Facebook forward slash Cerrito Trivia or follow Kevin on Twitter at Cerrito. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito, the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warnings, side effects may include winning prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, spending quality time with friends, and dance-offs. Now play Trivia with Kevin Cerrito downtown at Tampa Tap every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 and at the Green Beetle on South Main every Thursday night from 8 to 10. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito. A fan coming. Off and running down Summer Avenue Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. GK was on the radio. WHBQ. Welcome back to MSO. There might not be a debate. We talked about it earlier. Just a moment ago, actually, if Auburn does win out, beats Alabama, beats Missouri, two awesome wins to end your season this year, uh, do they deserve to be in the national title game? Seven SEC champs in a row, you forget. And and they got screwed once before, you know, when they were undefeated under Tommy T. Oh, yeah, they've already been screwed. That's right. Um, What does that have to do with this year? CJ, calm down. What? I'm saying what? I'm going to put Valium in his Red Bull. <laughs> I... What do you mean this year? If you beat Alabama and Missouri in your last two games, that's not impressive? And Georgia the week before? No. No, Georgia's win is not impressive. Okay, okay. hold on. Aaron Murray is not a good quarterback, I guess. I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't know it was back just a quarterback back, playing. Back, 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 back. Okay. Okay, guys, calm down. I'm just saying, right now, Michigan is up 14-7 on Ohio State. You're right, they're up. So, if Ohio State loses today, I think it easily makes it that the game later today is for your chance in the national title game. Because if Auburn does win, and they've got one loss, and then, you, then they beat Missouri and the SEC champs, then they do deserve to be in there against Florida State. Correct. So, if uh, Ohio State loss makes this thing so easy, and you look at it, you think Auburn would be down 14-7 right now to Michigan? Against a crappy-ass yeah, Michigan team? Heck yeah, no. Yeah, they'd be down. 
Devin, I don't know how to play any position on the field. Gardner, I can't do anything but throw it to the other team. I suck. You're going to be short a producer over here, Kevin, if he keeps this up. I just want you to know. Okay. Uh, this portion of MSL is being brought to you by Gould's Day Spa and Salon. Hey, it's not only Thanksgiving weekend. Yesterday was Black Friday and the chaos of Black Friday, but today is Small Business Saturday. Go support one of your small businesses, our favorite small business, and Gould's Day Spa and Salon. It's the perfect holiday gift uh, for the loved one in your life. Uh, you cannot go wrong with the Gould's gift card. It's perfect for any occasion, especially this holiday season, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah right now. Happy Hanukkah to all of our listeners. Shout out, happy Hanukkah! Uh, and, of course, Christmas. Uh, less than a month away. We had a late Thanksgiving this year. So if you got to get your shopping done, you're going to support uh, your local business and make your loved one happy at the same time. Go to Gould's Day Spa and Salon. It's where I get my hair cut, and you should, too. And it's where you got to get your holiday gifts. Gould's Day Spa and Salon's a Memphis tradition for over 80 years. they got more than 12 locations in the Memphis area, downtown in the Peabody, Olive Branch, Carrierville. There's a new location at Poplar Plaza. There's a new location in Germantown. And I just walked by last night. I was hanging out in Overton Square, and they're opening up that new location uh, in Overton Square in just a few weeks. Schools offer sponsor services seven days a week. Most locations are open until 9 p.m. So get that Goulds gift card. You can go to GouldSalons.com. You don't even have to leave your house for Small Business Saturday. You can order it at GouldSalons.com, and they will send it to you. Or, I mean, wherever you live in the, in the Memphis area, there is a Goulds near you, and you can just stop in, pick up that Goulds gift card, Start and finish your holiday shopping today and do it at Gould's Day Spa and Salon. All right, every week at this time or around it, Maria Gray joins us to talk a little college football gossip. She lives in the life just like a movie star. What's up, Maria? Hey, Kevin. How about this? So Marcus is missing in action the one week he has something to brag on. Of course, you, uh, all, last week we had such a very negative Mississippi State segment, and this week he had a chance to come on and uh, celebrate, and he's not even here. I'm very surprised. Where is he? I don't know. I, it must be very important if he's going to miss this moment because I seriously considered not coming on here just because Marcus Hunter was going to give it to me. And he's not. So we're all winners. We I are talked to him earlier. Winners. I'm pretty sure Ole he's Miss. still down in Starkville celebrating the win. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Ole Miss still has a better record. I mean, we could go into many reasons why Ole Miss is still better than Mississippi State. But yeah, yeah, but they're not state champs, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> fortunately not. What, what a oh what an awesome game! It was an awesome game. Yeah, I mean it was a bad finish for Ole Miss fans uh, as that played out right here on this very station. But uh, Ole Miss basketball won yesterday. They're playing today in the Barclays uh, Center Classic Championship game uh, a little bit later on in Sports Fifty Six. So Ole Miss basketball doing pretty well. Marshall Henderson. Uh, so, you know, shout out to them. One quick thing. Shout out Marshall Henderson. Thanks for winning that game so I don't have to uh, do their basketball game today. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what kind of what college football gossip you got? It's been a big couple of days, not only the Egg Bowl going on, but nationally I know there's been some big stuff going on too. There has been so much going on. Um, but first I did want to give an update. Uh, if you were watching the Mississippi State Ole Miss game, you did see the um, Mississippi State mascot get run over by an ESPN cart. She fractured her leg. It was a compound fracture, and she went into immediate surgery as soon as it happened, and she's going to have another surgery on Friday. Oh, wow. So uh, we're definitely thinking about her, and hopefully she'll have a quick and easy recovery. And this is something I didn't know, and I guess, I mean, I know you're not a Mississippi State fan, but they have two uh, dog mascots on the field, like people dress up in mascots. They have a female and a male dog? They do. I'm really surprised that a female is in that mascot not really like to be sexist or anything, but it's very difficult to put that suit on and it's really hot and it's heavy and I can't believe that they have a female in there really. Oh, so you don't, you don't think there should be female mascots as you're speaking out against that? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that it's very difficult to be a female mascot, but I did hear that when she got ran over by that cart, she never lost her character she stayed in character the whole time and you can see pictures where she's being carted off the field and she kept her hat on like her dog head head was still on the entire time no could it be possible that marcus is responsible for that hit and run and that's why he's not here 
he's he's avoiding uh, authorities. Yeah. I did see him tweet pictures. He was pretty close to the action. Uh, Mm, I don't think he would do bully that way, though. He's he's too big of a fan. (laughs) I know, but if you know, if it's an accent, it's an accent. Okay, what uh, what are you uh? Oh well, that's that's unfortunate uh, for the mascot. I mean, uh, I would not taking the head off. Do you to get me. a ticket for like hit and run after that? I don't know what happens. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was uh, an the, ESPN thing, so I wonder if the ESPN will get in trouble for it's the it. Price, it's the price you right. The price you pay for being on national TV, your mascot might get run over by ESPN. <laughs> and so that's our live live look into. Uh, to where Marcus is right now, running from the police from running over his own mascot. <laughs> All right, what else we got? What else we got going on? Uh, our thoughts right. are with that. That it, it's a like you you see that and you're like, wow. I mean, that, that's a sad story. So hopefully, uh, mascot. I don't know how. I wish it was. I wish there was video so we could see exactly how it went down. The thing is, is you see it happen. You see her being called off that really a broken leg that she has to have two surgeries on. I mean, that must have been a really heavy call. I didn't see it, so I don't know. But it's just an extravagant. Uh, break, I would think, for someone in a mascot costume. Right. <clears throat> but anyway, more college football news. Uh, the head coach of Nebraska, Bo Pelini, he had a tough game against Iowa on Thanksgiving Day. Not only did Nebraska lose to Iowa 38-17, to but Pelini showcased a string of his temper tantrums. Uh, oh. First, Pelini snapped at an ESPN reporter from the sidelines for asking him how he felt about two interceptions. Then he received a 15-yard penalty for throwing his hat at the referee where it almost hit him in the face. And then, to top it all off, at the end of the game, after they lost, he had no problem telling reporters that if Nebraska wanted to fire him, then just go right ahead. Oh, wow. So I think we do have the audio of his halftime interview. So let's listen to this, the head coach of the Nebraska Huskers, Corn Huskers. (laughs) As Nebraska gets the field goal before halftime, but they still trail. Let's go down to Quint. Coach, what was your reaction to the two early interceptions? Well, what do you think? What kind of questions that? How did uh, Ron respond on that last drive? Uh, he was fine. He'll be all right. He's is, a strong kid. Is Tommy available, Coach? What's that? Is Tommy Armstrong available? Yeah, he's certain, but if we need him, he can go. Thank you. Yeah, he was he was seemed upset at the halftime. And he threw his hat. What was and he got a penalty for that? He got a fifteen oh yard penalty for that. If you can go online and see the football tweeted out that he almost hits the ref in the face with his hat. All right. So don't uh don't challenge somebody to fight you. I mean not to fi- to fire you, right? Don't if you're gonna challenge somebody to fire you or fight you, I wouldn't challenge anybody to fight you either, but like they're gonna fire you if you're gonna ask them to fire you, right? I would think so, too. I mean, he really was asking for it the entire game to just, on national TV, throw all those temper tantrums and then tell Nebraska to go ahead and fire him if they want to. That's just begging to be fired. Look, he's so abrasive. It makes no sense. I mean, everybody talks about he's fiery. Look, he's a loon. He's lost four games every single year. Yes, he's 56-24. and 24. The days of Tom Osborne may be over, but isn't Nebraska football better than this? Uh, Yeah, but again... This was their hometown boy, though, Johnny, right? I mean, they, you, it's kind of, or they're not in a Larry Fitch situation, but they, uh, this is, when you bring in your hometown guy, you know, your Nebraska guy, and you, you're going you're gonna to back him. He's not going to be able, he's going to be an assistant uh, somewhere else if he loses this job. He's not going to be one of those, he's not a, he's a highly sought after coach. But who would they get? Who do you think they get? You can get Bobby Petrino like that. Bam, bam. Nebraska's fixed. Bobby would go to Nebraska. Man, you know what? Bobby Petrino could probably ride all the way across that country and not be worried about anything because there's nothing but corn. Right. right. He'd love just driving his motorcycle across uh, Nebraska. <laughs> ah, you got to think, though. I just don't think – don't challenge somebody like that to fire – this was the I, – I can't remember a coach having such – so many breakdowns in one day. <laughs> like, he was just upset he couldn't be at home watching more other people he was yeah he was upset he couldn't watch the egg bowl he wasn't eating turkey at home i would not want to go to walmart with 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 coach (laughs) bow up there that is who you want to go with you want to go you want to go with coach bow you want coach bow on your side that's who you want in that pile throwing hats in people's faces and and then grabbing the the box and stuff that would be hilarious you know he'll do it you know he's about that life (laughs) (laughs) that guy that guy above that oh my god i 
I and I'm glad he is the way he is. Absolutely. But that was I cannot remember the last time. And Johnny, correct me if I'm wrong. Can you remember a time like this guy had he had a he had a breakdown halftime, uh, middle of the game, after the game. The only thing missing is pregame. I want to see there's got something had to happen pregame in that game yesterday that he was just doing something that he wasn't supposed to do. But thanks, thanks. This may be the first time we really talked about Nebraska this year on the radio show, and if he keep, hopefully he keeps it up. All right, what else you got, Maria? All right. Also, uh, Les Miles. Apparently, he signs his tweets with his name, as if everyone doesn't know that he's the one tweeting from that account. So this past uh, Thanksgiving Day, when he did it, he tweeted something, signed it Les Miles. All of Twitter just really laid into him, like oh, you don't understand technology still? Like, how long has Twitter been out there and you're still signing your name to those tweets? <laughs> I love people who sign their name to stuff. Uh, the, now... Do you not... Like, no. people who, like, their their parents will still sign text messages and stuff? <laughs> hey, Dustin signs everything Dustin stars. He signs his text? <laughs> he signs my card, his entire name. Oh, his first and last name? The first... Yeah. Like, that's the one thing. Les is tweeting from his Twitter account... And he signs his name afterwards, but and it's also first and last name. It's very formal. It's like Les Miles. It is very formal, but He's I did a- want to get be in his corner just a little bit because when I was working with Hugh Freeze on the coaches show last year, mm-hmm. there's so many things going on. Those coaches are so busy that maybe ninety five percent of the time somebody else is tweeting for them. So maybe he was trying to say, "Hey, it's really me tweeting this statement, not my assistant." Let's see what his, I'm looking up his Twitter right now. He's at LSU Coach Miles. Uh, last bite of Thanksgiving dinner, dot, 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 dot. As good as anticipated. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless. Signed, Les Miles. It is as Les Miles at the end. <laughs> now, if you Freeze is doing that, I'd send him a little direct message like, hey, Freeze, you don't have to sign your name every time. Yeah, he, tries, uh, he signs, usually it looks like he signs LM after it. But we are assuming, I mean, I guess there's so many coaches that don't run their own accounts, and some do run their accounts, that he wants to make like sure you know up. that's him sending that out. Right. It's like a toss-up. Like, when I was working with Hugh Freeze, I knew who was tweeting at what times because I knew what he was doing. So, like, if he's in football practice, somebody's tweeting from his account, then it's obviously not him. All right, Maria. Well, well, thanks for coming on the show. We do appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. I think next You're week... You're going to let me at least say hell state to Maria? Marcus has arrived from... No. From... Uh, Marcus wants to jump in at the end Look, here. look, um, <laughs> you know, I have, like, the worst luck in the world. I'm gonna have to show you these pictures. Apparently, and 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 I think Dustin did this on behalf of Maria. So the uh, light pole around the corner from my house completely down. Electricity went out, and so I wake up this morning, everything in my house is blinking. And I think Dustin Starr went and pushed over the light pole just so I would oversleep, <laughs> and so I wouldn't be able to make this segment. So I wouldn't be able to brag about that Mississippi State victory on Thursday night. Okay. And you made it. I did make it just in time. So, so, so all of the tomfoolery that you guys went through to make sure that I wouldn't be here did not work. Who? Okay, Marcus. Uh, who ran over the mascot? Uh, the ESPN. You know, you know that picture. Who was it? The picture that's circulating around. That's like the picture I took. And apparently, out of the sixty thousand people who were in that stadium that night, and the hundreds of photographers who were on the sideline, I was the only person who thought enough, who thought to take a picture of the bully of the bulldog. But so uh, what you're saying is you're the one that did it. Man, don't break your arm patting yourself on no, the back. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is I, I, I didn't even want to take the picture. And then I was like, okay, I, I think this is something that some people are going to want to see. And I, so I took the picture. And, you know, it's a good thing because now, uh, you know. The, okay, you're uh, patting yourself on the back. Who did it? Kind of, um, who did it? You know, love. Who, who did, did it? The ESPN was it Stuart, truck. Was it Stuart Scott in that in no, that car? No, look, look. Let me let me tell you. Like, uh, on, on the sidelines of these football games, was it? Get Bayless driving the. <laughs> you have this truck that's pretty from much on this crane, and you have this guy at the top who's operating a camera, and this one guy who's driving it. And there's supposed to be a spotter who's there to tell people to get out of the way and to make sure that nobody gets hit. Well, apparently the spotter either wasn't doing his job or the person driving the cart wasn't paying attention to the spotter because there's Bully sitting over there cheering to the stands because the game is about to go into overtime, and then out of nowhere, Bully just gets plowed over by this ESPN truck and is laying down there on the ground and like kids are freaking out the this cheerleaders the are like crying <laughs> like, I, like I go up to a cheerleader and I'm like 
what what just happened? And she's like, the truck just ran right over. And I'm was like, she crying? Yes, like some of the cheerleaders were crying because you know there's you know there's a person in that suit. I don't, and, that person, and, and, I mean, they're, and they work out he's together. Been hospital. She's been hospitalized. Is it she right? Yeah, she's been hospitalized, been broken leg, and so it was it was it she was have a really, nice leg. <laughs> you, you know, you know. I heard Maria talking earlier about how she never broke character. She never broke character. I don't even think they took the bottom off when they put her on the air cast because I never saw like real human legs. Maybe, maybe we need to take this ESPN golf cart into Walmart and then we can really get out with some good <laughs> items. <laughs> I'll pat you on the back, Marcus, for that picture because I thought it was great that the mascot is on the stretcher with the full costume on still. Didn't even take the hat off. Oh yeah, you know, you know, she's uh, never broke character, and so I love that. Well, we, there's a uh, there's pandemonium underway. Oh, we got a scrap, we got uh, a scrap. Michigan and right Ohio, now, State, Michigan are Ohio State. There is a fight on the field. This looks, it looks dude. Look that bad. trick. Twenty-one uh, fourteen, Michigan, right now, uh, in the lead over Ohio State. All right, Maria, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. All right, in due fashion, though, with that fight, I want to go ahead and plug the Humboldt, Tennessee show tonight. Oh, yeah, Hart's go ahead. Yeah. There. Dustin, yeah, Bret Hart's going to be there. It's in Humboldt. Uh, Dustin will also be wrestling, so if y'all want to head out, I think bell time is at 7. Dustin, uh, yeah, Dustin, your boyfriend who's on this show every month talking about uh, pro wrestling, he'll be in action tonight. He will be. All right, awesome. Thanks, Maria. All right, bye-bye. All right, that's Maria Garay. She's our college uh, football gossip girl. Follow her at Maria Garay on Twitter. She's also your Redbirds uh, MC in the summertime. And Dustin tonight in action for that in that card. Um, also in action, or there tonight, is Brett the Hitman Hart, who we had on this show a couple weeks ago. You can listen to that interview at MemphisSport.com or for free on iTunes. We also have got two exclusive interviews that me and Dustin did for podcasts or podcast-only interviews where we caught up on with the wrestling tag team Men on a Mission, who's making an appearance tonight in Humboldt, Tennessee. Uh, they were the tag team in the 90s. And uh, Bushwhacker Luke, Luke from the Bushwhacker, also joined us for a podcast interview uh, as well. Both of those exclusively available at MemphisSport.com and on iTunes. Uh, we didn't have time to fit them in on the show, but we did uh, record those for internet-only uh, podcasts. So check those out at MemphisSport.com. Marcus, welcome to the studio. Hey, glad to be here, man. You know, um, happy, happy uh, Thanksgiving yeah, happy to you. Happy late Thanksgiving to you all. All right, coming up next at noon, we're going to do a little something different. If you want to talk smack to Clipper Daryl, you can do that next. Clipper Daryl is going to join us and he's going to take your phone calls. It's rivalry weekend uh, in college football, and it's about to be rivalry day here in Memphis when it's, the Clippers come to town on Thursday night. So we've got uh, Clipper Daryl joining us. Next, but up next, before that, we've got scores with Johnny and CJ. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM.